Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free Posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. This is the Portrait System Podcast, a show that helps portrait photographers and people hoping to become one navigate the world of photography, business, money, and so much more. We totally keep it real. We share stories about the incredible ups and the very difficult downs when running a photography business. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and the point of this podcast is for you to learn actionable steps that you can take to grow your own business and also to feel inspired and empowered by the stories you hear. Hey everyone, for your Clubhouse bonus episode this week, your hosts Kevin and Ashley interviewed Darina Naray. If you remember Darina from her full episode number 61, she is just such an incredible woman and has such a great story. Well, she is back to talk about the photo exhibition she recently did. And she also chatted about the experience she creates for customers in general and just having great customer service. Okay, let's get started with Kevin, Ashley, and Darina. Welcome, everyone, to the Portrait System Podcast Clubhouse Edition. My name is Kevin Conde, and I'm here with my co-host, Ashley Taylor. If you are not familiar with the Portrait System, we are a portrait photography podcast that is powered by Sue Bryce Education. Nikki Klosser hosts our regular Monday episodes, and Ashley and I co-host our Clubhouse Edition, which is live here on the Clubhouse app every Friday at noon Pacific. And then our episodes are released on Thursdays. You can tune in on your favorite podcast app by searching for the Portrait System. Ashley, how are you doing today? I'm good, Kevin. How are you? Not bad, not bad. And I'm so excited to introduce our guest for today, Darina Naray, who is a portrait photographer from Vancouver, Washington, right, Darina? That is correct. (laughs) Welcome. Uh, Welcome to the podcast, Darina. Uh, You were previously interviewed by Nikki on episode 61 of the podcast, talking about your story and how you've had previous other businesses before you went into photography. We know with all your years of being in various businesses, you are a customer service expert. So we wanted to discuss creating a great experience for your clients and making people feel comfortable. So Ashley and I decided we wanted to go down your entire process to go through the different touch points that you control within your business to create the best experience possible. So, a good place to start is what has your past businesses taught you about customer service? Well, mainly it's about, you know, how do you treat people the way you want to be treated? Like, so when I go to a business, it's like, I want people to know what they're doing. I want them to make me feel safe and comfortable. I want them to be competent and I want them to deliver what they're promising to deliver, right? Um, and this is from, you know, when I was 18 working in a record store all the way through being a graphic designer. And then, you know, the various businesses I have, I've lived by that where it's like, I always am trying to do the best that I can. I'm continuously learning things. I'm continuously trying to improve the whole experience because it's like, you want people to have a great experience with you because then they'll spend money with you and then they might come back. That's the thing. It's like, 
if you can get repeat business, that's the highest like goal in a way, you know, because then, you know, you've done, you've hit all those points and they remember you. And the next time they need something, they'll come to you. And that's in any business. I totally agree. Like getting a referral or a repeat mm-hmm. customer is just such mm-hmm. like means you did your job a hundred percent well. Totally. Yeah. Cause I'm not going to go back to somewhere where they've missed on something, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. Or what I was going to ask you um, is like, sometimes we do miss something though, you know, but I do always think that, um, and I read this in like a business book a really a long time ago, but I don't remember which one, but mm-hmm. um the idea that if you mess up with a client, it's actually like a great opportunity to repair the relationship. And sometimes you can actually become more of a hero to your client by how you save the problem, whether that's like maybe a print that, you know, gets delivered, but it's not right. And you make it right by like reordering or something else. So I was wondering, do you have any stories like that where you've been able to kind of right or wrong that happened in your business? Oh, I'm sure there's hundreds <laughs> because yeah, it's like you either have success or you learn something, right? I, Cause I don't treat anything as a failure because exactly it gives you an opportunity to show your problem solving skills that you can think on your feet and you, you're there for the people you're there for your customers. Right. So let me think. Um, well, the, the one I remember the wor- the most, and it's more of a creative thing that happened. So I was I was doing a shoot at this salon. I was creating actually a magazine for them because the salon owner saw my magazine and she's like, I want one of those. So I was like, let's do it. So she had her own clients come in and we blocked off the whole day and they were, we were going to shoot all day in the studio. So well, in the salon, sorry. And she had these big giant windows with no curtains or anything all along the front and at one point in the day the sun hit one of the car windshields parked up front and bounced back in with all this like strange glaring light right where we were you know yeah oh no (laughs) working I'm like oh my gosh what am I gonna do this is hideous and then but then I really stopped and took a breath and looked at what was going on. I was like, wow, I can really kind of use it. So there was all these like refracting, cool, actually, lights on this backdrop that I had set up. <laughs> and then so I just used it. You know, it's like it it doesn't go to plan. Like you didn't plan. I didn't plan on this, but it's like this is what happened. So how can I use it? And then it turned out to be really, really cool looking, but, um, it's yeah. Adaptation and being able to think in the moment or just take a breath and not freak out and be there for yourself and for your client is, yeah, it's huge. Yeah. And we all make mistakes. I mean, there's always something that is potentially going to go wrong or can go wrong. And, you know, obviously with experience, you can anticipate more things like that, but it's like, yeah, you're never not going to ever make a mistake. Yeah, That's- exactly. It's, it's like <laughs> the grace in which you handle it and also yeah. clear and communicative and step up to the plate with honesty to fix problems yeah. is just so 
major. Also, I was wondering, like you did mention that that was like a full day shoot. Like, how do you Mm -hmm. set boundaries with clients as well in terms of like expectations on um, time? Or do you ever feel like, you know, people take advantage or, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you set boundaries so that you don't get into sticky situations with clients? I don't know. I think, it, yeah, it is all about communication. It's about being really clear about what's what the day is going to look like, what the timing is going to look like. And I don't know, just kind of commanding the respect that that's how it's going to go, but also being supple enough to like, well, if it's 10 or 15 minutes this way or that way, that, that's okay. You know? <laughs> yeah, totally. But just like outlining the, just that's just it like say what the expectations are say what the timeline is say how it's gonna go and yeah you know I think I've I've never really come across anybody who's like oh you said this was gonna be an hour and a half and now it's two hours or vice versa you know uh I've never had anybody kick back against how the day goes ever you know and that's part of I guess my my goal to make people feel really good is I actually achieve that thankfully <laughs> but, you know yeah people come in and it, it does go the way I've laid it out and it does go well and they do feel good and they you know so so let's talk about the process of beginning of obviously you say you've laid everything out for your shoot to have mm-hmm. a creative and successful process and experience for your client mm-hmm. uh, so let's just say initial a client initially reaches out to you what is it? How are they initially contacting you? Are they reaching you through your website? Are they reaching you through social media? Mostly through my website. Once I've met them in some way, but you know, it's kind of a strange time because I'm uh, pre COVID. I was doing a lot of in-person networking and, you know, showing my magazine and getting people that way. And then they would, they would go to my website and actually fill out my little online form and get into the system. Now I'm, I must confess I'm floundering a little bit because <laughs> I, it's like a whole mental switch to get people um, not in person. So I've luckily had some successful ads and I've had a lot of referrals this year, which is just wonderful. So Mainly they're filling out my form on my website and then I physically, I actually call them with my voice and, you know, I call them on the phone or they set up a zoom call so I, we can like meet each other and get to know each other. And it's clear that that's like a no pressure, you know, kind of get to know you and, you know, eight times out of 10 they book. So, (laughs) As a millennial that whole phone call thing is a, of a foreign concept for me. Hey, Kevin, I'm a millennial too, and I get on the phone with my clients, so don't give me that. I'm old school. I am old school, I must say. I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not a millennial. So. so on this phone call, are you trying to book them for the shoot during this time, or are you trying to – so you say you're doing – are pushing them towards the a Zoom call, or are you preferring an in-person meeting? If I get them on the phone, I'm definitely trying to book them like right then when they're hot. So is that the, is that, would you consider that the consultation then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the way I do it too, Darina. And actually Mm -hmm. like 
this week I did something that kind of scares the crap out of me, but <laughs> I um, added a thing on my contact form, kind of inspired by Carrie Roseman, who we talked to last week, that just says like what my starting prices are, which is like $900. So, and what that includes, and it's like, they have to check that they understand that that's like the start. And then there's like a little note that's like packages range, like we'll walk you through all the options, but you mm-hmm. know, and they can say, mm-hmm. yes, I understand that that's the starting price or no, that's not in my budget. And it's like really scary, but I've had so many inquiries lately, which is like awesome. But so often I get people on the phone and then like, uh, I don't know how they missed it because it is on my website, but they like somehow missed that that's like what it started. And they're like, well, that's not really my budget. It's like, I'm just not willing to like shoot without that minimum order now. I used to have like a, just like a small fee, but now I'm like, you know what? I need like a $900 commitment from the order or it's really just not worth my time. Um, Yeah. I'll have to report back on like how that worked. But I talked to like some friends of mine who have different businesses and they they were all big fans. And they're like, you know what? It's kinder to like the person inquiring too because like they don't want to get on the phone if it's not going to, you know, get their hopes right. up if it's not like a good fit either. Do you do mm-hmm. anything like that that like pre-qualifies people before they get on the phone with you? Uh, before beforehand not really i mean there's some stuff on my website there's like the starting prices and the session fee price and i think i have on there i haven't looked at it in a while. <laughs> I, i'm pretty sure on there there is also like a prepay package so like if you get an album yeah, or the full thing website. yeah <laughs> so if you prepay it's you know 2100 dollars or whatever it is and so and that has worked a couple times um people who know what we do and our level of professionalism, like they, they know that that's, Oh yeah. Okay. You know, and in the consultation I tell, cause that is my average, like 20, 2200 or something is my average. So it's, it's like, I tell people that, you know, I mean, some people they'll spend $500. That's no problem, you know, not a problem, but most people are in the $2,000 range. And so I immediately know like if it's <laughs> how it's going to go, you know, <laughs> yeah, if they're like, exactly. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> but I do the, you know, the Sue Brace education is so invaluable because I also know how to say, you know, make them feel safe with what's going to happen when they see their photos in that, you know, you don't have to decide this right now. You can decide when you see them because you don't know how many you're going to want once you exactly. see them. And yeah. so you can choose then like, if that's not a problem. Exactly. I I say the same thing. And even the like little thing that I put on my like inquiry questionnaire, it says like, Sue's like, what you spend is entirely up to you line. So yeah, (laughs) totally. As long as you're willing to spend at least the $900 buy-in, what you spend is entirely (laughs) up to you. Yeah. I've been thinking of doing that too, of, of upping that initial commitment and have it, you know, either go towards packages or whatever. Yeah, um, exactly. That's what mine mm-hmm. like goes um, towards what they end up buying. It's sort of like a minimum mm-hmm. order that I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. trying. I've been tr- trying it for a few months, but I just didn't have it like I had it on my website. Like if they read like the facts and stuff like on mm-hmm. yours, but I just didn't have it like as it's something that they had to like check before I got on a, a phone call with them that they understood. So that's yeah. the difference is because it's yeah. just like not worth my time to get on so many phone calls that people weren't prepared 
for the minimum order price point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, I find, you know, I mean, if I spend, if I get a lot of leads, like when I did the, I did a Facebook ad, and so I get, you know, I turned it on for like two days and got a hundred leads. You know, spending a day calling them is not a big deal because if, you know, I'll I'll book ten of those people, and yeah. that's a, that represents a lot of income. So it's like I can spend a day doing that. I don't mind doing that. You know. Yeah, exactly. I think it it's like, I used to be like that too. It didn't bother me in terms of how much time. And then mm-hmm. lately I've just had so much on my plate that it's like, <laughs> it's starting to bother me. I know how that goes. And, yeah, that's yeah. what I think in business. Like we know we need to change something when we're starting to feel like resentful. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, yeah. I think everyone like has their own evolution of like when it's time to make those changes. I'm going to toss it back over to Kevin for another question. No worries. Uh, so Doreen, you said if you can try to get over the phone, you'll go ahead and do that. What information, because obviously a sit down, you're able to go through so much between products and, and showing them and prints, maybe uh, pricing. What is it that you're going, trying to achieve over the phone? Well, trying to achieve uh, conveying all the information so that they feel fully informed, you know, answer any questions and really, you know, trying to close, trying to get that, you know, so when let's get you on the calendar, let's get you booked. But mainly it is that, that conversation and that really open communication about the process and what do they want? Let's, you know, I'll show you and tell you everything that's on offer. If they do come in for an in-person consultation, because sometimes I'll get them on the phone and, It'll just, it's like every conversation is different. So, it's like, you know, hey, do you want to come by? Because if I know, because I'm, okay, I'm in Washington. I'm in Vancouver, Washington, which is outside of Portland, Oregon, which is separated by a bridge, which has a lot of traffic. So it's like, if you're, if you're in Portland, I'm definitely going to keep you on the phone because I know it's just to come, you know. Just to come over the bridge. Through to Vancouver for a consultation might be a headache. I offer it, but I don't expect it from people who are over the bridge. So <laughs> if I know you're in Vancouver or Camas or on my side of the, the river, it's like, hey, come by and I'll show you around. And Okay. But, you know, like I said, it's a kind of transition period because of COVID. Like I'm, I, I was only doing it on Zoom or on the phone up until now. Now I'm kind of like, well, you know, you can come by and... Because I try to keep the touch points, to, the physical touch points, to a minimum, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that first call or first meeting is really trying to convey all the information so they feel informed, they feel safe, they feel like this is going to be a private, you know, experience. That it's just me and the makeup artist, and then you know, just get them on that calendar, trying to get them like so hey you know when are you available let's do this you know here's my session fee blah 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 you know can you um talk a little bit about like your client onboarding process like you get the payment you send a contract Mm -hmm. like how do you Mm -hmm. what's your little process for getting them in yeah i i get them on you know i tell them that the the booking you know once we pick a date we'll collect the payment and that secures the date for you. So, and that that's non-refundable. And then I, I, I'm one of the, I don't do contracts thing. I'll do a model release. So I tell them about the model release 
and that the photos will be theirs to use however they want, you know, online, they'll get a print and a digital, and that I'll be able to put them on my website unless they specify otherwise. We, you know, I have two different model releases that, so they can um, choose whether they, cause you know, for boudoir and stuff, sometimes they're like, uh, 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 don't yeah. put them anywhere. <laughs> and uh, sometimes, you know, they're totally fine with it. So, and that's pretty much it. I mean, I like, I, I like to be thorough, but I like to keep it very simple too. So that's, that's pretty much it. And then it's all a matter of designing their shoot. We, you know, I always have them do like a Pinterest board that we can share. That's a private board. And then it becomes like a collaborative, fun, creative kind of thing. Do you um, give your clients like a questionnaire or anything to fill out um, just to be on the Pinterest board? Or is it like pretty much just the Pinterest board? It's pretty much just the Pinterest board because it gives me a real clear idea of what their taste is, you know, the vibe that they love, the, the mood that they're going for, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I um a long time ago implemented. I do a Pinterest board with some of my clients. Not all of them like honestly want to do one. Some of them are just like, "You're the expert. I'm super busy." <laughs> like, also, oh, that happens too. Me. Yeah, like, <laughs> that happens five too. Five screenshots from your website of the shots that are my favorite. <laughs> like, let's call it a day. Um, but I have like a questionnaire um, because it's mostly like questions that I can send to the hair and makeup artist, but just like about beauty preferences and stuff, because I feel, and I don't know if this has happened to you in the two and a half years that you've been in business. I think you said two and a half years, right? On the podcast with Nikki. It's about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I would have issues at the shoot and it would all be around hair and makeup. And Mm -hmm. it would have been things that like, I realized if I had found it out ahead of time, it would have been kind of preventable but um, I didn't find it out ahead of time because I just didn't know why I should have asked, you know, particular questions. And then we're dealing with like a problem in the moment. And like, no matter how good my hair and makeup artists are, you know, some people it's like you do one thing and it kind of can't be taken back. Like once I had someone who wanted a straight hairstyle and the hair and makeup artist put like a kind of shine oil to just make the straight hair like look extra mm. like sleek I guess but the client I thought it looked great but the client freaked out and she was like what did you put in my hair it looks heavy blah 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 and like it was just (laughs) yeah it was horrible um so after that and subsequently like the questions have gotten longer with every little not that there's a lot of incidents but every single Mm -hmm. time like questions like do you have any products that you don't like, you know, you don't want mm-hmm, under any circumstance mm-hmm. to be used? Do you mm-hmm, have any allergies? Mm-hmm. Are you allergic to perfumes or scents? That was another mm-hmm. one. Once I had a hair and makeup artist who wore some perfume and the woman was like, perfumes give me migraine. You have to get out of this room, right? I mean, like oh, horrible, wow. right? <laughs> <laughs> so, well, yeah, I'm, I'm one of those people like perfumes will make me sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I get it too. Like my dad's like, yeah. just, like, I get it. But it was like, I never thought to like ask mm-hmm. that. And then I never thought to like tell my hair and makeup artist, like, make sure you don't wear any perfume you know so like now I just get all these like little things 
ahead of time. And then I send it off to the hair and makeup artist. So it's like, you know what? Like no Mm -hmm. mess ups here. I mean, I can't guarantee that there won't be something like that, that, you know, is just beyond Mm -hmm. my control. But um, I do like to like when I onboard people ask all those things to try to prevent anything. That's interesting to, you know, a thought of doing that ahead of time. But I I guess I got rid of well, it's it's luck and experience, I suppose, because my my main makeup artist that I have now, um, she's such a pro, and she asks all those questions in the moment when they when they arrive. So she sits them down, and she asks all those questions. Do you have any latex allergies? Do you have any perfume allergies? Do you have any preferences? Um, you know, how are we? How do you you usually do your makeup? What do you want today? what do you use in your hair? How do you, you know, like all, she goes through like 10 minutes of just talking with them before she even starts. And so it's like, that's good. That's, that's nice. yeah. yeah. I mean, she's really, you know, she's like me. She's serious about her business. She's serious about being professional and she's really good at what she does. And she makes people feel incredible as well. So it's like, dang, that's great. <laughs> How do you handle reschedules? Because that's another one, um, especially if you don't have a contract that they sign like ahead mm-hmm. of time. Do you have any kind of rescheduling policy or anything? Yeah, I tell them, you know, no problem. We can reschedule this one time. Um, if it happens again, I will charge another fee. Most people, well, I've had very few reschedules and incredibly the people who did they already they offered like if i need to pay another session fee i'll pay it again oh that's (laughs) really awesome yeah so i've been fortunate that way too i it's there was there's been maybe in the two and a half three years it's there's been maybe two reschedules and it was just once and then so it wasn't an issue but i always tell them like you know this is not refundable and then if they need to reschedule, I say, sure, no problem. I can reschedule this one time, you know. Yeah, I have a kind of like a similar policy, but I do like require a certain amount of days out. Um, mm-hmm. Unless it's like, you know, with COVID now, um, mm-hmm. obviously, if I don't want them to come in if they're sick and then I'll waive it. But Oh, uh, for sure. <laughs> I, I think, yeah. you know, I've been, I, I guess it's, the way I'm attracting people like I've just been attracting these really conscientious people who respect my time and respect me and you know I respect them and their time obviously and just I don't know it's it's been amazing that (laughs) is amazing like yeah I blow my it's like I I sit there sometimes like, wow, how for, you know, like I had my, I had an event last Friday to celebrate the 40 women over 40 that I photographed over the last year or so. And it's like, how fortunate am I? I was blubbering like an idiot in the, (laughs) when I got up to thank everybody for coming. And I think Jerry is listening to this. I see her here. She was there and um, probably saw me blubbering like an idiot, thanking everybody. Cause it's like the energy of all these people and the wonderfulness of all these people that I have photographed and how that reciprocal honoring and like kumbaya, I mean, just completely just a love fest because I do, you know, like I, like Annalie says, like, I'm not afraid to fall in love with these people. And I, I genuinely, because I genuinely love what I do. I genuinely love having 
people feel good through what I'm doing and providing. Like it's magic, you know? Yeah. I love that. (laughs) And so I think people feel that for me that my, I'm not just like, okay, sit here for 10 minutes and I'll get $2,000 from you. It's like, no, I, you know, you're going to get all of me, Mm. you know, because I, I love this and I, you know, Um, And we are at the questions point, and I see that we already do have a question. So I'm going to go ahead and bring Noelle Scott on stage. Um, While we're just waiting for Noelle, I'll toss it to Kevin to. um, No worries. Uh, I did want to. I did want to go back and ask because you said something interesting that kind of caught my attention. Is you don't do contracts? Mm -hmm. Why? When when you know, the photography community says, have a contract, have a contract. I know. (laughs) Why is it that you don't run with one? Well, the part of the photography community is kind of like me. There are a few of us like this because I just, I feel like I want to build the human contact trust with people. And I, I personally, this is me personally, I always felt icky sending contracts and I, I, there was always this weird thing in my body going, I don't like this. I don't know why I just, um, I want them to just get to know me and trust me and, and trust the process and, you know, being able to deliver what I say I'm going to deliver and do what I'm saying I'm going to do. I don't know. I guess, people feel it i don't know i just i i just felt like it was too much of um i don't know like i don't trust you so you have to sign this thing so that's you know it's funny. you know it's weird but i just that's me no i'm totally understandable i asked because i know another you know a very good photographer that's been in the business for a long time very successful and mm-hmm. they one time when i went to go sit down to talk to them they told me, like, yeah, I don't use a contract. You know, I have this little tiny thing that is on the back of, like, uh, their order that mm-hmm. says a little blurb or something. But they felt that the signing of a contract removed the, the – I'm here to have fun and an enjoyable mm-hmm. experience. And by all of a sudden mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. having them sit down and sign something that felt so official – Mm-hmm. removed that element of yeah because it's like a really serious legal document exactly it's like all of a sudden you mm-hmm. took that you know girls day out and turned mm-hmm. it into an official piece of you know con- 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 yeah contract, you know yeah yeah I'm that's, just gonna play devil's advocate <laughs> say that um, I do use a contract. I call it a photo shoot agreement, but it is basically electronically mm-hmm. signed contract. I've been in business mm-hmm. for a really long time, um, and I do think that there's something really honoring about laying out what the agreements are between two people and saying like, "This is what I'm going to deliver for you," and I am also signing what I am going to deliver for the amount that you're going to pay me and you are honoring your side of the bargain as well. And just having it be really clear. And like when I tell people about it, that is how I call it. You know, I do call it an agreement. I do tell them that, you know, it explains what I'm providing to you so that you are really clear on what you are getting 
and it you know goes over our policies so that we can have like the best experience together Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I do feel like you know just going back to the communication and boundaries thing which to me is like where problems arise like if you don't have things laid out if something was said verbally, if something wasn't clear, you have no defining agreement to go back mm-hmm. to. And then it just can really open up a can of worms. Um, there have been times when I thought to myself, oh, this person's cool. I don't need to follow through with it. Well, sometimes, you know, <laughs> that's when the problem comes up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, used to be a wedding photographer, so I was like real careful with contracts for that. So I do. Oh, if I was doing weddings, I would definitely use a contract. Yeah. Yeah. Branding portraits, like having things in writing so that if, you know, the bad stuff does happen or even you drop the ball on what you said you were going to deliver, there is some protective agreement to go back to. And just like, as a, you know, a business owner, if you're running like six figure business, like you do want to protect your assets. Um, as much as possible. And I do think it's important for people to be uh, careful, especially you're taking deposits. You're saying it's not refundable. I mean, you know, it just, it gets, when money gets exchanged in hands, it can get Mm -hmm. kind of sticky sometimes. (laughs) So I always think better to be safe than, than sorry. And if you can explain it to people in a way of the benefit, it doesn't have to you know, make it like, oh, we're doing serious business here. And, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, the way you say it, it sounds really nice. <laughs> it's like, it's like <laughs> well, at the end of the day, like, if someone reads everyone. my contract and they're like, I don't like this, like, to me, it's a huge red flag. Um, because usually, like, they'll get really nitpicky over things that you're just like, um, that's something that's there for a really clear reason to protect me. And the fact that, like, you want me to take that out as a massive red flag. Um, I just figure, you know, if any problems arise, there's a way of working things out. You know, there's, if you drop the ball on something, you know, it's like I would offer a reshoot or I would, whatever the problem is, like, I feel like there's always a solution and there's always a way to, come through somehow whether it's a refund or a redo or fix something you know it's I just always feel like there's a way of working things yeah out. for sure and like I never so. like if there's a, some sort of issue I'm never like well the contract says this so uh, you know like that's not <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's not yeah. the way I act yeah. with my clients but at the same time like you know I have had some people who like they've rescheduled a whole tried to reschedule a whole <laughs> bunch of times and weren't super like like they were apologetic but they're like well this came up and then this came up and it's like you know what Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it says in my contract like I have a hair and makeup artist I have to you know I'm on the hook for her as well like this is my business and then they're like oh yeah you know yeah (laughs) I don't know if I didn't have that in writing like what you know maybe it would have worked out the same and they would have been like oh I see your point but like it was nice to be able to be like copy and paste like you initialed this part of the agreement and just a reminder like this is why that agreement exists mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just a reminder for everyone we are open for questions someone had a question but then she didn't end up like accepting the invitation to come on stage so anyone who has a question for Jarena about customer service boundaries client issues feel free to raise your hand and Kevin I'll toss it back to you Jarena so at this point, we've set up, we've agreed with the consultation. We finished everything up. Uh, 
one thing that I saw on your site is you send them something called your preparation guide. Yes. Can you tell me what that is and what's, you know, what is it that they're getting? It's a basically a magazine that is in PDF form that I send to them that has tips on, you know, how to flatter certain body types, uh, how to dress, what to bring, how to prepare, you know, stay hydrated. Um, it's kind of a combination of Emily London's preparation guides and Cara Marie's. <laughs> so mm. it, it has something for boudoir clients, something for branding clients and something for glamour and beauty because a lot of people, you know, they're like, well, can I start out, you know, can I get a few headshots while I'm here and maybe I'll do something a little sexy, but then I want to do the tool gown, whatever, you know? So it's like, I do go through, you know, half the women I shoot are doing kind of a combo session with me. So it's like, so it encompasses, you know, how to dress for, you know, what colors to wear, what, you know, think of your brand or whatever. And then some boudoir tips and stuff, but I find it interesting um, that you're you're involving yeah. posing kind of like be prior to the day of shoot. Is that just um, other comfortable knowing what it is that you're going to have them do? Oh, I don't have posing in the oh. preparation guide. No. Oh, okay. Um, just preparing wardrobe for different scenarios and different setups, and then kind of photos to to give examples of different things that I do like branding and glamour and mm. boudoir and then stuff like that. Yeah. I haven't looked at it in a while. I have to <laughs> look at it again and see what's in there. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> and so after you've given them this and now you're making your way towards the shoot, is there anything that you do within that time to the day of the shoot that you're helping build rapport with your clients, anything to get them to know you or you to get to know them. Well, I stay in communication with them a couple times between the consultation and the shoot. Just, you know, I touch base with them. Hey, how's everything going with your preparations? You know, I'm here for you. If you want to call me with any questions and here's again, the link to the Pinterest board, throw some stuff in there. And, um, and then like, two days before the shoot, I'll just pop a note in email or text, depending on what they, what they prefer. I'll uh, just say, you know, so looking forward to seeing you on Friday and, you know, any last minute questions are welcome. And and then they usually, and you know, the other thing about my clients is they've always been on time. I think there's one person (laughs) that it was ever late and it was like 20 minutes late. So it's like, it's been amazing. <laughs> Fortunate. <laughs> yeah. I think that that thing of really building respect and rapport and trust and honor, you know, that I'm really honoring them, it mm. it becomes reciprocal. And that's that's the the most important thing for me about customer service. And I think that's proof in the pudding is mm. is that I've had so few issues with people being late or people disrespecting my time or rescheduling or whatever. It's just been, um, it's been really good. So I want to talk about the day of the photo shoot, but I Mm -hmm. want to discuss a few things beforehand. Do Mm -hmm. you consider the studio space a significant touch point for your, you and your client? Uh, yeah, 
it's like a it's a closed set and it's safe and it's comfortable and you know is there I anything have, specific that you're doing within your studio space to make them feel more comfortable on set uh, besides the privacy factor, I mean, it's, you know, there's a couple of couches in here and there's, um, I have a water cooler and a fridge. So there's like bubbly water, still water. I always have a few chocolates. I don't go out and out and like cater the event because <laughs> I don't, nobody eats. I can make tea or coffee and nobody, everybody comes with their kind of big their own lattes, drink. you know, <laughs> It's just, it's that comfort of, you know, that this is a safe space and there's a couple of couches and you can put your stuff here and I'll take that and you can look through this and then meet my, my makeup artist. And um, it's kind of an extension of my living room in a way. And, you know, I just try to be friendly and calm and welcoming and happy and, and people are, you know, excited to, excited to be there. So, yeah. So what do you, what would you recommend for the people that are just starting out? They might not have a big fancy studio and mm -hmm. maybe they're running it out of their home or mm -hmm. you know, garage. Mm -hmm. Well, I started off in my living room. Um, I had V flats and one light and I would have to push my couches out of the way <laughs> to set up and, um, I had my dining room was where they got their hair and makeup done. And it's, uh, it's the same really. I mean, I just got very tired of, you know, breaking down my living room and putting it back and breaking it down and putting it back and it, having to set up every single time. So once I started, like it made sense for me to pay rent on a space. I was really excited for that reason. Otherwise, um, I don't think people feel any different with me in my, when I was shooting at home or when I was shooting in the studio, I don't feel like there's a difference in the experience. Cause like what mm. they say, like they, people don't remember all that stuff. They just remember how you made them feel. Right. So, and it, I think that's really true. And, um, cause I don't, I don't really notice a difference. I mean, now it's like, I have more space so I can have like three different, background set up already so i can move through a shoot with you know really easily and efficiently because i i have more space to set up more kind of backdrops or lighting setups but um i don't think people like on the client experience and i don't think people feel different mm. it doesn't seem to be so i you know i encourage anybody to you know start from your house you know, don't spend all the money on rent when you're just starting out because it's perfectly fine to be in your living room or your garage and have a studio space like this because it, it is about customer service. You can do customer service anywhere. I mean, even Nikki talks about, you know, selling in Starbucks, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's really about what your energy is and what, like mm -hmm. how you hold the space for people for sure. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um. Darina, I know you recently did a exhibit for mm -hmm. your 40 over 40 project. And I really wanted to hear about how that also plays into the customer 
um, service experience because I would imagine that, you know, getting your clients together in a way where they can all see gorgeous images of each other, brings, bring friends potentially. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly how you did it. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's very similar to, you know, Sue's uh, champagne party videos. And I know mm-hmm. that those mm-hmm. can be so successful and generate a lot of buzz. So, like, how do you feel mm-hmm. a party like that plays into um, our business models and customer service in general? Well, this was the first time I did anything like that, and it was definitely a learning experience. You know, I had the thinking that it would be, you know, these 40 women, and they would bring friends and family, and I would get, like, 20 bookings in the night, you know? (laughs) But because of COVID, the numbers I mean everybody came like it was great turnout but it was mainly the subjects you know my 40 women and they definitely brought friends but most of them came solo or with a daughter or which is wonderful so actually it was kind of like a client appreciation party so it I had to adjust my mindset on that because I was like you know, obviously I'm not going to keep selling to these 40 women who just did this and we're celebrating them and the photos that they did this year. So, um, so once I adjusted my brain that, okay, this is really a client appreciation party. Then I didn't have that kind of sinking disappointment that, you know, I only booked three people that night or two. Yeah. Three people. So, (laughs) but that's, Hey, three bookings, you know, but, um, that's a great paradigm shift just from being yeah. able to pull yourself out of that mental funk to, you know what? These are the people that have brought me business yeah. in the last year. And even and I didn't that, publicize it widely because I was afraid, you know, I did it in my studio. I was like, I can't have, you know, more than 40 people at a time in this space, you know? Like, I didn't want it to be overflowing a super spreader event you know yeah. or or you know have any but it just takes one person right and even though everybody that i have photographed have been really wonderful uh they're all vaccinated they're all you know but it's like i can't control everything and there's uh, you know the numbers right now with covid are are really high so it's like i just wanted to make sure okay let's i'm not going to over publicize this you know and yeah. So it became, it's like, okay, this is a client appreciation event. And it was absolutely spectacular. I mean, it was the energy and the excitement and the love and, you know, the women being able to meet the other women and see their photos. Because I've kind of kept it under wraps. So it would be kind of a surprise that people would be seeing stuff for the first time on the wall. And, you know, so now I'm going to be blogging like crazy with everybody's photos. (laughs) So, um because I need to work on my SEO. So I'm going to be <laughs> blogging everybody's stories. And, you know, I interviewed every, every one of these ladies with, uh, I sent out a questionnaire from my Dubsado, my CRM. And, you know, there were like 10 or 15 questions and people could answer however many they wanted, whatever resonated with them. And then I pulled some of their own words and put them up next to their photos. So, you know, the photos were these beautiful mega mats from graphy studio and they were right up on the wall with a little card on the side with their own words. And people kept coming up to me the whole night, like, Oh my God, I can't believe their stories. And they're so beautiful. And what they're saying about the experience or being this age is so inspiring. And it was just like, 
the energy was just off the charts. I mean, it took me three or four days to come down, literally, you know. Um, it was just beautiful. And I, I think um, it was memorable for me, certainly. But I think memorable for everybody who's there, you know, in the future, they'll remember me when they need another photo. <laughs> Yeah, session, so, you know. <laughs> I was gonna say sometimes client appreciation parties where just other clients are talking to other clients, like mm-hmm. it kind of reinforces amongst your clients, like, oh, you had a great experience too. Like we all made such a great choice, and then like mm-hmm. they leave with this like even more elevated um kind yeah. of impression of the whole thing. It's like a nice little cap yeah. off to everything um, yeah i was yeah. doing a lot of client appreciation parties like one quarter before before mm-hmm. covid i haven't mm-hmm. done one since because as you know i have a tiny studio <laughs> so i can't really get more than 10 people without it starting to feel like super packed <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's definitely not a COVID-friendly <laughs> event. <laughs> yeah, I was I was gonna say also that what a fantastic way to cap off their experience. Not only do they have the shooting experience, but they now get the opportunity to see it, reinforce yeah. that experience, and now yeah. they have the images to then go out. Because I'm assuming yeah. if you feel pretty good about an event, how you're gonna be sharing those images. If you feel mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic. And mm-hmm. as you said, you're riding the high for four days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're yeah. more likely as a client who now has these products to mm-hmm. walk away thinking, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. And they're yeah. going to then post on their own social media. They're going to. Uh, oh, yeah. Many people have already. And, um, you know, I know that they felt really special, like. They just, they're so proud of their photos and they feel so invigorated in their own lives and in their own perception of themselves and being able to share it with the other people who've gone through the experience too, but just going out in the world in general, I think they, they're changed in a way. I, I don't want to say like I've changed people's lives, but in a way we do that. I think we really do do that. Sure, I think do. own it. You, you know? changed their lives. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I should. It sounds so arrogant or something, but I guess it's not. No. It's kind of true. It's, it's, uh, I've, I've definitely spoken to some of these women who, who've absolutely a weight has been lifted on how they see themselves or, you know, they don't, there was one woman, not from this project, but from a couple years ago who, you know, she was like, I hate my profile. I hate my profile. Don't take my picture and profile because I'll break your camera lens, you know, like that bad. One of those, yeah. And it was like, so we do the session and I'm going through the photos and doing the call. And I see this one photo of her kind of in profile, like three quarter profile that is staggeringly gorgeous. So I'm like, should I put this in there or not? Like, is she going to kill me if I put this in there? So I put it in because I'm like, this is just incredible. So this is when I was doing printed reveals. And so she's looking through the photos and she keeps coming back to that one. I keeps looking and I came, came back to that one and then kept looking and I come back. And so I asked her, you know, hey, so I noticed you kept looking at that one. You know, how are you feeling? And she started crying. She's like, I, this is my favorite photo and I don't have to think about this anymore. 
like I'm choking up thinking about it. Like she's like, I, I don't have to think about this anymore. This is my favorite photo. <laughs> like, I oh my that. gosh, it's mind blowing how wonderful it is. You know. Um, with the event, did you give people like the mega mats that you created or how did that part work? Was that like a gift to them or? I actually, so I was like, how can I at least kind of make my money back without selling them another copy of something they already have? Um, yeah. So I sold them off and it was a fundraiser for NW Cave, which is the National Women's Coalition Against Violence and Exploitation. Oh. And the president was there. She spoke. I had her speak a little bit about what they're doing and stuff, which they do incredible work. And um, so it became a fundraiser for that. So I did cover my costs. I sold about 10 of them for 150 The cost of them was like 50 bucks. And then, yeah, so I'm... I, I made it a fundraiser and everybody was really excited about that. And the magazine, I made a magazine of everybody's photo with their little quote with their photo and sold those also for $50 for uh, also to go to NW cave. So that, that really helped me kind of like, Oh, okay. I at least broke even as far as cost goes, but then I have something to give to something I really believe in too. Yeah. I love that you made it a yeah. fundraiser too, because that just also speaks to like, you know, that your business gives back and that you're community driven and like customers buy from you. They're not just buying from you, but buying from. Yeah. They're supporting something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I want to do that more. I'm I'm definitely going to do that more in the future, like have events or something where they know that, you know, a percentage or something is going to go to, to NWK or some other cause that I feel like, I want to give to yeah so that's really amazing so how much time when you're building this event that you're where you're putting on for people how much time and how much money would you say you're having to put into it um time well let's see there was the creation of the magazine which I'm really good at now so that took a couple hours because <laughs> I already had the photos <laughs> Um, and there wasn't any intricate design because it's just a photo with some words on it. So that was a couple hours ordering the Mega Mats was not too much of a problem because, like I said, the photos already existed. So that was, you know, an hour. Um, setting up the day, you know, I spent a day putting the room together. And then talking with people like NW Cave and the frame shop from down the street, um, they were involved as well. And gave, I gave a little swag bag to every all the sub the clients to, you know, get a certain percentage off framing their mega mat if they bought a mega mat. So talk to them for an hour or two, and then I think I spent and everybody got like a little baby bottle of champagne and some chocolates and stuff like that. So I think I spent about 2500 to 3000 total because the size because it was in my studio and I didn't have room. The finished size of the mega mats is 15 by 20 inches. So I would love to have gone bigger, but obviously the cost would have gone up and I didn't have room for that. You know, 40 photos is a lot of photos. So like <laughs> um so it was a 15 by 20 size. So yeah, totally with, you know, champagne and magazines and food. It was probably about, yeah, 
$3,000. I have yet to, I've been on such a high. I haven't even crunched my numbers yet. It was just last Friday. So <laughs> I have to do that soon, but it's in that ballpark. Yeah. Well, fantastic. Darina. We are coming up on the one hour mark, but before we let you go, if you can tell us, what would you say the best possible advice that you could potentially give someone in regards to customer service to make them have the best possible experience for their clients? Clearly lay out what you're going to do and deliver as much as humanly possible exactly what you're saying you're going to do and maybe even over deliver. You know, throw in something that's a little bit surprising or over the top, but but definitely do what you say you're going to do with love and devotion and care. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank yeah. you very much, Arena. It has been an absolute pleasure having you on with us. Thank you so much. Before we let you go, we want to be sure to let people know where to find you. So if you can go ahead and share your socials with us. So my name, as you can see, is spelled D-A-R-I-N-A. So my website is darinaphoto.com. Email is hello at darinaphoto.com. And the business name is Darina Nare Portrait. So my Instagram is Darina underscore Nare underscore portrait. And that's it. I'm not on Twitter's. <laughs> Twitter gets people um, in trouble. So good job. Stay off. <laughs> I don't even, it's like, there's enough to do without, <laughs> like, I think that's enough. <laughs> sure. Well, awesome. Everyone, please go follow Darina. And also be sure to follow the Portrait System on Instagram and on Facebook as well. Uh, be sure to check out our blog posts associated with our Clubhouse interviews at SueBriceEducation.com forward slash blog. And on Instagram, you can find Ashley at Ashley Taylor Portrait. That is A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H. And you can find me at Poplight Photography. Uh, if you are a member of Sue Bryce Education and you have any more questions for Darina, Ashley, or myself, please go tag us in the SBE Members Only Facebook group. And if you are not a member of Sue Bryce Education and you are interested in learning more about how it can help you uh, help your business succeed, email Ella with support at support at SueBriceEducation.com. Thank you again for joining us and we hope you join us next week. Thanks again for listening today. And don't forget, you can listen to either me or our special guests every Friday on Clubhouse at 11 a.m. Pacific. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-Day Startup Challenge, plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs. I mean, truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com.